Because when they send out a pitch and they don't get a yes, they don't get to land that job with the client, they don't get to move forward. It's much easier to go, okay, that client is not against me personally. They don't have anything against me. It's just that they didn't need the services that my business is providing at this time. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey, because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Today's episode, I want to talk about a little bit of mindset trick that can help you, especially when you're first getting started as a freelancer. It's going to set the tone for the rest of your career as a freelancer. So it's something to really get the hang of early on, and it also helps you early on. So this trick is getting in the habit of separating yourself from your business mentally, thinking of them as two separate things. Because I find that when I'm talking with my freelancing students and they're struggling with the confidence to go out there and get clients, the confidence to pitch, to negotiate their rate, the confidence to set their rate, right? And to charge what they're worth. A lot of times the hang up is not believing in themselves. And I've been there too. In the beginning, it was very difficult for me to do all these things, to negotiate, to pitch, to set my rates high because I struggled with self-doubt. That is completely normal. One of the things that helped me was creating a name for my business and thinking about how to operate from that place, from a place of I am the business not me, Michonne, the ex-employee. Because when we are in the corporate world, in service industry, in just the general W-2 wage earning employee role, we tend to be very passive. We have other people, our boss, some higher up, they are telling us what to do. They are controlling our life. They are making all the decisions. And we're just used to being very passive about things. We're used to sort of sitting back and letting things happen to us. As a freelancer, we become a business owner immediately. And business owners do not act that way. Business owners are proactive. They just have a whole different type of confidence. They're coming from a place of, I have a business that provides a service. We do X, Y, and Z. That is what we do. We know we do it. We do it well. It's a whole complete different kind of energy. So if you can work on that, give yourself a business name. And this does not have to be an official business name. As a freelancer, when you first start out, you are a solopreneur. You're a sole proprietor. As soon as you receive money for a service that you provided, you are a sole proprietorship. It does not have to be legally done. You don't have to register as a business, none of that stuff. Obviously check the laws in your state, your country, wherever you're listening from. But as soon as you do that, you are a sole proprietor. So you can give your business a name internally just for you to know that doesn't necessarily, clients don't have to know. You can still just do business as your first and last name, but give yourself a business name that is different from your own name, because it's really important to make that shift, to understand that you are the business. Naming your business allows you to get some separation. You run around and you live your whole life. You have your friends, you have your family, you have your social life and social obligations. You have family obligations and things you have to go to. You have your friendships and all these things that you have to keep up. You may have your own family and a partner. You may have kids. That is all part of you. And then the business just is this one little piece of you as well. It doesn't define who you are completely. It doesn't take up your whole everything about you. The business is just one piece. So naming that piece and setting it off to the side helps to create that differentiation. And I've had several different business names over the years. I have the business I'm in now, one of my businesses, I guess I should say, because I do have multiple. But this business, the business that goes along with the podcast is called Live Work Travel. And that is a very 
definite, specific piece of me, but it is not by any means the whole me. I have another business. It is a Spanish language learning site. It's got a completely different name, completely different audience target. That's for people who want to learn and be able to practice their Spanish more. It's something that came to me as I was traveling in other countries, living in South America, wanting to learn Spanish. And I saw a need there and thought, hey, I can build something that fixes that need. That is a whole other piece of me, one that we're not going to talk about for right now. But like the live, work, travel piece is very specific. It's very definite. And I know within live, work, travel, what my purpose is, what my services are that I provide. And I provide two. I provide services to clients directly, clients who need my operations management help. They need me to help them set up systems. They need me to help them hire. They need me to help them run the day-to-day of their business. And I have services that I offer to freelancers, like those of you listening to the podcast, teaching them how to grow their business from zero to 100K. I sell online courses. I do workshops. I do training, coaching, mentoring, that sort of thing through that branch of the business. But those are very specific services that fit into the live, work, travel bubble. If someone comes to me and says, hey, we would like you to do SEO services for us. We think you'd be great at it, yada, yada, yada. I'd say, um, that's interesting. I don't know how you got my name, but thank you. No, I don't do SEO services. I have a friend that I can refer you to that does. I don't do that because I'm not going to offer services outside of what my business does, what my business is capable of, what I'm good at, what I like to do. It's very defined. And that is also just a piece of me. If I meet someone and they go on a rant about freelancing and they just are like, freelancers are terrible. This whole thing is bullshit. We should go back to the way that it was. Everyone should be nine to five in office, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to take that personally. I'm going to be like, well, this person is definitely not a good fit for what I do. And also have a nice life. It's okay. They don't like my business. They don't like the services that I provide. They don't believe in anything that I provide, but that's neither here nor there to me. I'm going to keep on running my business and I'm going to keep on doing what I do. Because when you define your business and when you get clear on the services that you offer, the pieces that fit into your business model, it just creates this buffer. It's not so personal when someone doesn't either need your services, doesn't like your services, doesn't believe in your services. It's not personal. It's just that person's reaction to my business, not necessarily to me as a person. There's a very definite divide between people who use Apple products and people who use other products like Android stuff. So iOS or Android debate. If someone doesn't like iOS stuff, who cares? Good for them. I hope whatever they have works great. I use iOS stuff. I love it. It works for me. I'm never switching because I'm lazy. So it's one of those things where it's not personal. It's just everyone's got different tastes. And I've seen students who've been able to master this go on to be able to take rejection from clients so much better and so much easier. Because when they send out a pitch and they don't get a yes, they don't get to land that job with the client, they don't get to move forward. It's much easier to go, okay, that client is not against me personally. They don't have anything against me. It's just that they didn't need the services that my business is providing at this time. This also helps students with confidence building. I've seen students be able to switch so much in their confidence because when they go into a pitch and they get a client on the phone, they're talking to them from a place of these are the things that my business can provide. These are the things that my business does. These are the things that we excel at. This is what we're good at. If a client says, can you do this? And they don't want to do that. They go, we don't provide those services at this time, period. It's almost like watching someone go from like hunched over and having low confidence because if they're thinking of themselves as the business, it's very hard when just starting out to tell a client, no. 
know. It's very hard to set your rate and stick to it when you're just getting started and you have nothing under your belt. Self-doubt is just the most insidious thing. It's what stops you from landing that first job and landing that first job would then get you the confidence you need to go out and land the second one and so forth and so on. So it's watching students who have done this go into something and they go into a pitch and they're like, I'm not me right now. I am the business, right? I am embodying that space of a business owner. It's incredible to watch. The body language changes. They stand up a little bit straighter. Their shoulders go back. They're very confident because they're not speaking about themselves so much. They're speaking about the business, their business, what it can do, what it won't do, what it costs to work with them, that sort of thing. And I've noticed that this helps people a lot as well when it comes to the resume question. Some people say, oh, well, but people are still asking for resumes and my resume doesn't really match up with what I do. When someone asks, for a resume, I will come back to them because I also get it occasionally now these days. When someone asks for a resume, I get their, this can vary depending on what area you've met them in, right? If it's an, on Upwork or you've gone after this person or what have you, but I shift the conversation to, well, I'm a business, so I don't have a resume, <laughs> right? Like you don't go into Apple and ask to see their qualifications. I'm a business. So I don't have a resume because I'm not an employee. So yeah, we can just scratch that right away. Obviously, I'm not going to say that in that tone or whatever. What I'll do is get a contact info for them. Why don't I send you some information? And then what I'll send the person is a written up pitch of who I am, why I'm good at what I do, what I can do for them, that sort of thing. Not in the old fashioned resume style, because I mean, you guys, I haven't updated my resume since 2016. I got my last job in 2016. I was laid off in 2017. What's a resume going to do? And I'll be damned if I'm going to go make a resume now that I've been a business owner for the last six years now. I'm not doing it. I think resumes are bullshit. And as a business owner, I get to decide if someone doesn't want to work with me because I don't have a resume, that's cool. We're not a good fit. I can tell you from that right there. We're not a good fit. So putting yourself in the stance of a business owner, a business owner is not going to have a resume, you guys. They're busy running a business. They're doing big things. They're doing cool things. They're making deals. They're working on projects. They are just out there working with clients and doing amazing work. They're not going to be sitting around with a resume. Business owners have case studies. They have, I've worked with this client. I've worked with this. We accomplished this. We accomplished that. They have portfolios. They don't have resumes. And so again, getting in the sense of thinking of yourself as a business owner will allow you to come back with more confidence when someone asks for your resume and say, what's your contact? Let me send you over some info. And sending them this, either, you know, it could be a pitch deck. It could be a portfolio specifically aligned to what they're looking for. It could be a set of case studies. It could even just be a well-written up, this is who I am and this is what it's like to work with me, which really gives the other person like, oh shit, I was kind of treating this person like an employee and they're not, they're a business owner. So it really, really, really can help to just create that separation between yourself and your business. Once you do this, it's going to be able to put so many different things in perspective, allow you to kind of think about what you offer to people, how you are treated by people, how you treat other people. People in a business to business conversation, it's completely different from anything most of us have experienced as nine to fivers with a boss and an employee. This was one of the things that took me by surprise when I got started. I was just Lord, that my clients would treat me as equal, sometimes even expert. Like they'd come to me looking for stuff. And I'm thinking, holy cow, I've come from a lifetime of just the boss telling you what to do. And every time you have a good idea, someone else above you is shooting you down. And it's not like that in business to business relationships. They value things differently. Your client has a need. You as a business owner provide a service and you're looking for those people that are ideal matches. You have a service that helps them and they need your help. It's a complete dynamic swing. It's a complete shift 
in thinking and setting up a specific name for your business to getting it walking around the house, doing everything that you do, thinking about your business from that sense of I'm a business owner. This is my business versus I'm me and I'm a freelancer and I'm doing everything and I'm just like in the business. It really helps. Just test it out and try it for sure. I've seen the shift in my students and it really does go a long way to helping. It changes everything. It changes the way you walk, the way you talk, the way that you interact with other people. And it just allows you to really embody what it's like to be a business owner, even if it's just you still. And that is the catalyst. That's the thing that's going to allow you to continue to grow to the point where maybe you have people working for you, that sort of thing. So don't wait. I'd say start that today. Get a name for your business. You don't have to register it anywhere. No one ever has to know. You can just think of yourself that way until someday when you decide to actually become a business. And I truly do think it's going to do amazing, amazing things for you. So super quick episode today, but I'll be back next week with another one. If you would like to get in touch, please do reach out at liveworktravelig on Instagram. You can also get a hold of me at hello at liveworktravel.com via email. And to get my freelancing course, go to liveworktravel.com forward slash escape. That's it. I'll see you next week.